Hello and welcome in to another episode of Podcast 63. This is officially the summer episodes. Um, we've been off for a few weeks, kind of just waiting for some more Loyola news. And now we have it, and we kind of have a lot of it, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, we exactly. have guys, guys playing in the summer. We got people signing contracts. We got recruitment news. So we're just kind of going to jump into it and start. And I don't know. Let's see where this conversation takes us. Um, Blue, how's, uh, how's your summer going? You having a good one? Um, you know, the AC pumps it in the rafters, which is great. Uh, been seeing a little renovations going on. If some of you saw your email, we, we getting some chair backs in some sections, which is kind of really cool. Uh, my, uh, my, uh, back hurts from lying in the, up in the Gentile arena, but, uh, what's getting me up in the mornings though is just recruiting news. I'm really, really excited to talk recruiting. Uh, love what Drew's doing. I think he's, he's being smart and especially the coaching staff behind it. Uh, we'll talk into that. But then also thinking about future Ramblers, looking about these alumni, these past Ramblers doing the TBT tournament. Just, and then we got an Olympian, and it's really, really cool to see kind of both ends this summer really on my new, news feed just going on. You got future recruit, future players and then past players all on my feed. I'm, I'm excited. It feels like we're in season, but we're not. But uh, we, last few weeks we've gathered some news, and I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, let's uh let's get into the big news item, which has to be our big guy Cameron Krotwig signing his professional contract with the Antwerp Giants. Uh they are in Belgium, uh in Antwerp, Belgium. Um they are very good, a member very good of, there. Yes, a member of the Pro Basketball League there. Um they participate in the Belgian Cup, which is kind of their a national tournament, and then if they're good enough, then they participate in European uh, competitions like the Euro Challenge, uh, Euro Cup, or FIBA Euro Cup. So um, that happened just this past week. Uh, it does give Cam the option to still be drafted. So this isn't a uh, end-all, be-all. It does point to, you know, especially since he's doing it early like this, it does point to the fact that he probably wants to play there. Um, but for instance, an NBA team could draft him and stash him. It's called a draft and stash. What they do is they are able to draft them, and they don't have to pay the players right away, but they retain his rights if he ever wanted to or if the NBA team ever wanted to bring him over to the to the States to play. So um, that's just kind of the basics. But, Lou, I know you've been doing some more research on it, so why don't you hit, hit us with some facts about these Antwerp Giants or just the contractor, Cam Crotwick in general. Yeah, so uh, uh, Antwerp Giants, again, uh, a team that is really good in their uh, country's league, um, but making a splash recently, I'd say, in the Euro League, Euro Cup and all that. Um, so I'd say their biggest splash was that they grabbed points um, for, like, the first time in three years. Um, again, if you don't know, like, kind of how Euro League works, you grab points, um, and they grabbed 11 points, which is not a lot at all compared to teams like FC Barcelona, which we know – uh, or Real Madrid, guys like um, a lot of guys come out of those two teams are some of the best um, in the all of Europe. So his team is up on the up and coming. Seems like they've had a good team. Um, so really intrigued by that. Um, and I think uh, Antwerp's been they're pretty. They were founded new, I'd say, compared to they were only founded in 1995. Um, all I got to say is their mascot is probably one of my favorite looking mascots because they're the Giants. Um, and it um, really just looks like a, like some type of 
gorilla or holding a basketball, so it's really, really cool. Um, and I think it's just interesting to see that they're, they've won the Belgian Cup now um, two out of the last three years. Um, they didn't win it in 2021, uh, but I think the team is really, really doing good to get now Cam, and I think it'd be cool to see him on a team that might not be the top of Europe, but potentially push them to become the top. So a lot, a lot of questions, but a lot of things that are really cool. Um, just for reference, his head coach, um, I've been looking into that. He's from Belgium, and he holds the record for most games played by the Belgian national team. So the guys play a lot. Um, he's a new coach, um, he, so he only started coaching Antwerp in 2019, and he's now won what two Belgian cups. So he think he I think he knows the the league really well. So hopefully he can help uh, take these guys to the next level in the European leagues. And you were saying they're like as far as like teams in general in Europe, where, where do they sit? Like how how good are they compared to the the rest of the the continent? I guess you could say of Europe. Yeah. So uh, the way the teams are ranked, from what I've been reading, so there's kind of they really just list out. I think it's 53 teams is what they have. Antwerp happened to be 52nd ranked, um, which is like oh you're like uh, but they were at least in my opinion. Uh, if I look at this correctly again, they were like more like sitting 42nd, 40th with, they were like the, they were the last team to have points and there was about like 10 to 12 teams below them that didn't have any points. So, um, and that's really probably out of oh, like sorry. hundreds. That's probably out of hundreds. Oh, absolutely. Right? No, 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 no yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and that's the thing that EuroLeague starts off in stages. So again, like a lot of these FC Barcelona's, they don't play into like the deep stages, so that's where they're getting all their points. So, and you know what? While, while we're talking, we'll bring it up. But I guess my question then for you, while I look this up, is wh- where do you see this for Cam's career? Was this kind of like, hey, I just want to get out there? Because you mentioned alert earlier before the NBA draft or even before summer league. Wh- what do you think this means for Cam? Yeah, I mean, I think I think this is an exciting move for Cam. Um, I think he deserves to get paid money. Um, I, although I, I was being selfish and wanting him to play in the G League, I don't think he's going to earn – I think he's probably earning more money playing in Belgium. I don't know that for a fact. I, I, I haven't seen any numbers, but I just have to imagine that, like, if the G League would have been even similar money, he would have tried to, to stay here so that he could be here for his family and, like, you know, his fans and stuff like that. So I'd have to imagine that it's probably financially better for him. Um, and maybe he sees it as like a new, uh, you know, a new challenge, right? Like, um, he, I don't think either of us really thought realistically he could be drafted in the second round and like be on an NBA roster right away. I don't think that was realistic. So, um, I think for him, he's going to get the chance to play. Uh, he should play, you know, 75 to 80% of whatever minutes. I don't know the, the length of quarters or halves or whatever in Belgium, but he should get some great playing time. And, and yeah, hopefully he can, like you said, help this team become better and see where this, where this takes, where this takes him. But hopefully just, you know, maybe a couple of years and then see if he can, if he can move stateside again or not, you know, who knows? I think we're, we're just excited for him. But, um, absolutely. Yeah. What are you looking up though? No, just more about, like, the EuroLeague Antwerp. I think, you know what, I think this is more of, like, they're a team that's new to EuroLeague. Because if you think about EuroLeague works in a way of, like, the top 20 teams that have, like, done successful. So that's why you hear a lot of the teams like FC 
um, Barcelona or you got Real Madrid or Bayern Munich, um, which for those listening, you're like, well, those sound like the soccer team clubs of Europe. A lot of that money goes toward it's the whole club, the whole team ownership. So, um, so a lot of these things need big backing. Uh, so I think Antwerp Giants are just trying to make that push with a new coach. Um, and then with now new players. So, um, interesting. He's got a few Americans on his teams, but again, I think this is all new. Uh, we'll, we'll see how this goes again in the coming weeks. We'll see if there's any more information, but I'm excited. Happy to hear Cam's playing professionally. A lot of guys do it and it's, uh, it's great that he's still playing, uh, because it's a, it's a, it's a crazy thing to be able to play that next level. Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah. So good luck to him. We'll obviously be fans. Um, I'm actually looking to see if I can find any merchandise right now. You know, maybe, maybe in the future we can, uh, give something away or something like that. I don't know. You know, just, just throwing some ideas out here. Maybe we can get a, uh, Antwerp Giants t-shirt for, uh, <laughs> for the upcoming season. Who knows? Love it. Love it. Yeah. So the next thing, why don't we, why don't we talk about the other thing you're super excited about, uh, which is the recruitment. Um, like you said, I'll give my two cents on it about the new recruiting style. Um, I think it was pretty evident really early on that uh, Drew was really trying to make his strategies, make his um, uh, personality known through how he was recruiting. And I think we even commented just after, like, offering two different guys, two or three, like, oh, wow, he's really getting out there. And now I'm looking at verbal uh, commits, and I the list is 13 for the class of 2022, and I know of at least one more that isn't on here. So – you know, we're probably getting close to, like, 15 guys that they're offering uh, at this point. And, yeah, we do have a big class that's going to be graduating next year. You know, some of those seniors, the super seniors, and then I have no idea how the new senior transfers work, and I guess we'll have to find that out. But, you know, we're looking at at least four, if not five guys that, that need to, to come here next year, whether that's all freshmen or uh, two co-transfers or whatever. So um, I really like the – there's – there's some guys that are offered from Illinois. There's some guys that are offered from Cincinnati, which are probably guys that Sean Dwyer, our new assistant coach, probably you know carried over from his time at Cincinnati. Um, there's even some guys that are from uh, some of the southern states. I think I saw one from like I think it was Alabama, and then one from Tennessee. Louisiana, was it? Tennessee. I've seen one. That. Yeah, I've seen a few. I've seen one was from Tennessee. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So quite honestly, we've been casting such a wide net. I saw the one from Minnesota. I don't know if you mentioned, uh, mm-hmm. we were the, pretty sure his first offer. So really it might be a wider net than I thought we've done before with high school recruits. I, again, Juco recruits, they're coming from all over and college transfers because they're, we're picking them from their experience already. But a lot of the high school recruits, I don't think in the past we've really reached that far out in my, again, in my opinion, I think the farthest one I could think of off the top of my head would be like, Cam Satterway coming all the way from Arizona. Um, so that, that was a kind of a far reach, I'd say. Cause if you look at it recently, we've had what three of the guys all from the same AAU team. So they're all kind of guys who are from the area, which is totally fine. It works out for us. Um, it's just interesting or guys who are the same high school together. I don't know if you've heard that before. We've, we've done that with the recruits. Um, so it's an interesting thing to see, but I'm very, very excited. Um, and again, it's a new take on recruiting. I don't know if it's going to work. But I'm excited to see something different because this is a different coach, and you'd like to see that he's not kind of being like, oh, I'm just going to follow the path that was done before. And it's like, yeah, it worked, but I think you need to kind of make your own path, which is really exciting for me to see Drew with recruiting because, again, I think recruiting is nearly half the battle about building that team up. 
Yeah, actually, so, you know, talking about where all they're, they're all come from, I'm just clicking through them right now. And I figured I'd talk about one, and if, if you want to talk about one, too, that's cool. If not, you definitely don't have to, but um, oh, I the one that I loved, yeah. that, that, uh, that jumped out at me was uh, 6'8", like, combo forward David Tubek, who is coming from uh, Juba, South Sudan, which uh, is definitely something we have not tapped um, any time that I, that I know of. Um, and 6'8", guy, handles real well. Um, definitely a work in progress as far as like shooting goes, but just like pure athlete, I'm sure can guard one through four, one through five on defense. Um, dude is just like a, like a athletic freak. Like is like someone who I would expect if he was stateside, you know, come from Chicago, come from New York, coming from, um, I don't know, LA or something like this kid would be a four star athlete getting looks from big 10 teams. So um, that's really one that I want to keep my eyes on. Um, he does have, it looks like he has offers from West Virginia, uh, Robert Morris, Akron University, and Youngstown State. So a few, but definitely not too many. So that's one I want yeah. to keep eyes on. Uh, what no, about yeah, you, David, yeah, no, David's great. He's from, uh, he's going to some prep school or high school in, in Pennsylvania. So he's getting a lot of these local schools. I think I saw he went to Pitt recently on a visit. Uh, I think they're trying to lock him up. So that's really cool. Absolutely. I'd say for me, it's so tough. You know me. I really like, I'm just going to say his name just to say we said his name. I like Evan Mahaffey out of, mm-hmm. um, out of Ohio, uh, just because I think that's Coach Dwyer's kind of influence. Um, and I think that's interesting, but I got to go with something that I think might be a, a dark horse, kind of a sleeper pick okay. is Jalen Quinn. Uh, mm-hmm. Jalen Quinn in state. Um, he looked, he looked, I just saw, he looked really good in the, in the uniform. I saw he was wearing it. Um, and he, um, he just, he looks like a tall point guard and like he's listed as a point guard, listed as 6'3. I really think I could, I could really like to see him at Loyola. I think, um, again, he's got a whole nother year of high school ball. I think this last year was kind of weird. I don't know. If, so I think he's about to be someone that, depending on how AAU goes this summer or how they're doing stuff like that, if he doesn't, if he, if tapes don't come out of him, you're going to see a lot of tape on him in the school year. So I'm really excited to get on him early. And he's in-state, so I, I'm kind of leaning toward that one as a potential. Um, but, again, I saw him as one of the first early, if correct me if I'm wrong, but really one of our first early on campus visits since yeah. they opened up. So I really was excited to see that. I'm also excited to get in before DePaul because, of course, DePaul is trying to get in, and they offered him only a few, what, a week ago. So uh in their face to Paul as always but uh we'll see what happens yeah that's a good one um lots of good names so if you guys get the chance go check out verbal commits um the other thing I'm not going to say everything yet but I think in the future we will have a way to check uh recruitment um that is in our own name so keep up to date with us uh obviously if anything happens we'll be sure to tell you but just kind of keep that in the back of your head um, the next thing we got to talk about, I think, uh, is the upcoming basketball tournament. It's called TBT, the basketball tournament. Um, this was, uh, I, to be honest, I had heard of it before last year, but I had never watched a single game. Um, I really got into it last year because it was kind of the first sports uh, event uh, post-pandemic. It was, I think there was, the first game was either July 3rd or July 4th. Um, last year in 2020, and I think it was like only 16 teams. It might have been 32, but it was somewhere like that. 
And um, it was it caught my attention. Uh, there was a couple Loyola guys that were in it. I don't think anyone from Loyola ended up playing because one team got canceled from COVID, whatever. This year, it's back. Um, it's back to their normal format. Uh, so they do, I think they do have 64 teams again, uh, which is really exciting. And there are four Loyola alumni playing in it on three different teams. So um, why don't I just talk about the player, like who they are, and then, Lou, if you want to give a little bit more context on the four guys. Um, yeah. So the four are Marcus Towns. Uh, Marcus will be playing for Mental Toughness. Uh, and then Milton Doyle. Milt, Milt will be playing for the region. And then uh, the other two, uh, Montel James. And why am I drawing a blank on the last one? Lou, why don't you help Jeff me? Jeff White. Jeff White, thank you very much. So why don't you give a little bit more on – oh, and they're playing – sorry, uh, those last two are playing for Peoria All-Stars. So why don't you maybe – I don't know, give some more context or I, if you're excited to watch someone for any particular reason um, or just anything about those guys. Yeah, so I think we'll break it down just oldest guys to uh, the newest guys just first. So the, um, Montel and Jeff – Montel James, Jeff White were from the team I'd say about, what, three years ago now. They played with each other and I believe they graduated with each other. Uh, Montel came in Juco, and I believe Jeff came in actually as a freshman. Um, Montel, one of my favorite, like, big men. I think this was before Porter really knew how to coach a big man, that he had the skill, um, and it was, he was kind of, he was quick off the bat, uh, off the run. Um, so it was just, it was an interesting thing, but it was fun. Uh, Jeff White, I think one of Porter's first early recruits, um, if you go back to it, I think he was easily one of the first ones uh, that Porter really heavily recruited. Again, Jeff, I know, is from in-state. Uh, funny enough, he's had a few cousins. Uh, one cousin, I believe, playing at U of I that we've tried to recruit. So, again, I've kept in kept in touch to watch to see how his uh, social media influence on Loyola is. Uh, but they are great guys. They've played, I believe, with PR All-Stars before. I don't know if in TBT, but I have seen them – uh, Don the a pure All Stars jersey before, so excited for that. Um, for reference, uh, Montel's kind of a quick center, and Jeff White's that uh, smooth, a uh, really smooth. I really love them as a point guard. Can find a way to get you the ball. Not he's not, in my opinion, the, the true full scorer. He's more of a facilitator, and he's great at doing it. I think. Um, so yeah, those are those two guys. Next, if you don't know the name, then I think you must just be joining us after this season, which is, <laughs> we're all excited. But uh, Milton Doyle is a name that, uh, at least in our time, of course, um, you should hear the last five years. You should know the name. Big-time guy. Great influence. I think he definitely paved the way for a lot of guys. Um, sadly, didn't make any of the NCAA tournament teams, but he was uh, the, he graduated the year before uh, we made the tournament. So uh, uh, tough to see him go. But, again, great time, great guy. One of the all-time leading scorers. I think he's at least top ten. Uh, he started since he was a freshman. He one time one one of probably Porter's biggest recruits that kind of started Porter, getting uh, guys' names, and probably one of the biggest Chicago public school influence um, on recruiting. So great to see him there. Uh, he's actually I'm going to side note. He's probably one of the most uh, eyes on guys I'm going to watch from Loyola, just because mm-hmm. if you don't know, Milt had summer league invite. He played in the NBA. He's probably the most recent NBA player from Loyola we've had. He played with the Brooklyn Nets for a little bit before the Brooklyn Nets sold their soul and just bought every player. <laughs> um, and so he played uh, for the G League a lot for them. 
He also played for the Windy City Bulls G League a little bit. I don't recall if he donned a Bulls jersey. I really actually don't think he did. But I don't think get, he did. those listening, correct me. Um, and then he went to uh, Europe for quite some time. He played in Spain. And then this past year, again, with COVID, I think he jumped around a little bit. Um, but I hope he's. I hope now he's trying to make another splash because people know him. He's, he was great in the G League. Like, he wasn't messing around. He dropped points in the G League. He was dropping 30-plus points in multiple games. So mm-hmm. I, I just think I, I know like, almost like Cam's situation, Europe kind of sometimes makes it easier to play and also a better pay. So it would be interesting to see. But Cam, I mean, Cam's doing something that Milt's done, and Milt is – I'm really excited to see him back. Um, in front of uh, kind of NBA eyes, because you know NBA uh, eyes are going to be watching these games. And the last but not least, the most recent player from the uh, Little Ramblers is going to be Marcus Towns. We all know it. Marcus has been playing in Europe. Uh, he left after um, senior year, graduated um, after the NIT year. Yes, yep. NIT yep. year, yep. Um, and that was the NIT year against Creighton. So him and uh, Clay graduated together, and he went and played overseas. Um, and now I think he's trying to make a splash last year. Like you said, Buck, um, his team got kicked, um, just dis- disqualified, nothing they do, but someone contracted COVID and medical protocol and stuff. So that's why he couldn't play. So I'm excited for him to actually get back into playing in the tournament he wanted to last year. So those are the four guys. I'm excited for any guys from Loyola to play, but it, these guys are really representation of the most recent kind of process from guys who Porter's early recruits to guys who are big time recruits to guys who, led guys to the final four. So really interesting to see these four guys. Yeah, I uh, just kind of to add on. So um, these the games start, I think July 16th is the first game, if I'm not mistaken. I'm just trying to check the bracket here. Yeah, it looks like the first game is uh, July 16th. Um, the first uh, game with a loyal player is Marcus's team. Uh, they play July 17th. Uh, so they are a 13 seed taking on the number four seed, the LA Cheaters. Um, and then after that, um, the next first round game is Milt's team, the region taking on uh, actually Floyd May- uh, Mayweather's team, the Money Team. That's July 23rd. And then the Peoria All Stars are taking on Always Us. I think that it's an Oregon alumni team, and that'll be July 25th. So. We'll keep you updated. I'm, we're trying to figure out if there's enough stuff to talk about. We might do weekly, uh, or at least like, you know, uh, one after the first game and then so on and so forth. If not, we'll definitely do an episode after all three teams have played a game. Uh, but we'll keep you updated if we're going to do it uh, any differently than that. So, uh, yeah, I, I think you kind of nailed, uh, nailed it there with all four guys. Um, I, it looks like all guy, all the guys are going to have a good chance to play. Like, you know, they're not on these high seed teams with dudes who've played, like, multiple years in TBT or even, like, guys who have played multiple years in the NBA because this, this tournament does have that. They do have guys who have played in the NBA. They have lots of guys who have played um, professionally in Europe for, de- like, five, ten years. They have guys who've been in the G League for, like, three, five years. So, I mean, this is probably the best talent you'll see outside of the NBA and the Olympics. Like, it's probably – the best uh, combination, I guess, of talent you'll see. So it's it's an exciting game. Uh, it does have the Elam ending, which is kind of fun. Uh, we'll probably define that for you the next time when it when it comes into play. Um, but I'm looking forward to these games. Um, any last thoughts on TBT, Lou? 
excited to just see basketball and former alumni. Like that's pretty that's pretty dope to me. Yeah. Speaking of former alumni, uh, we do have one. I, unless I'm missing someone, one Olympic men's basketball player uh, from uh, alumni of Loyola. And I know you know who it is, but I'm I, I'm going to ask the listeners right now. I mean, take take some stock, take a couple seconds. Like, you know, who would you think that might be? You know, oh, the American. Oh, well, you know, Milt's probably the best shot. Well, he's not. You know, he's not very good in in terms of American. So, are there any players from Europe? Uh, I don't know. No. Well, I'm, I'm guessing you got it wrong because the answer is Blake Schley. And Blake Schlieb, uh is, I think he's been graduated for, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but, like, 10 years now? It's, it's uh, over six. It's got to be, like, eight if, at the low end. Um, which I would yeah, I would absolutely agree with that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think he played maybe one year for Porter, I think. I don't even think, no. No, he didn't. I, I, no, I, he, I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh, wow, he yeah, he's play. 37. He's 37 years old. So yep. he graduated is 15 years ago or, like, maybe 14 years ago. But, um, yeah, so he's a graduate of Loyola. Um, he is uh, from America, but he uh, has dual citizenship with the Czech Republic. Uh, and so he has been playing for the Czech Republic national team along with former, or not former, current NBA player Tomas Sedaransky. If you're a Bulls fan, you probably know that name. He's their, one of their top six or seven guys on the team, started a lot of games for them this past year. Um, other than that, I can't really particularly call out any of the guys on the roster. Just I, I don't know anymore. But um, so this past week, they were playing in, I think, in Canada, uh, and trying to qualify and win the finals to see to get to the Olympics. So their group consisted of Uruguay, Turkey, and um, who am I missing? I think Uruguay and Turkey. I think those are the two. And then the other teams in Group A were China, Greece, and Canada. So they uh, started by let's see, they lost to Turkey. And they beat Uruguay, um, so they made it to the semis. And in the semis, they beat Canada to move on to the finals, where they took on Greece and just laid down the hammer and won by uh, 25 points to make it to their first-ever Olympics. Um, super exciting. Lou, I know you want to chime in here, so I'm trying to trying to set you up here. Uh, if you want, I don't know if you have, like, the box scores. If not, I do. No, no, um, you please read them out. Okay, okay. So, uh, I mean... We just got to – I think we got to go with uh, Blake Schlieb's best game by far was against the Canada uh, – the Canadian national team in the semifinals um, where – I mean, Canada was the odds-on favorite to win this bracket for sure. They had, I think, eight current NBA players um, from R.J. Barrett, Andrew Wiggins, uh, Lou Dort, uh, who plays for the Oklahoma City Thunder. He's one of my favorite players. Um Trey Lyles, uh, the list goes on and on. Czech Republic, like I said, only had one. uh, And then uh, Blake Schlieb was starting. He played, I believe, 42 of the total 45 minutes because the game went to overtime. He amassed 31 points, 
three rebounds, seven assists, only three turnovers, and just hit some some great shots down the stretch and uh, led uh, Czech Republic to be Canada by two. And then in the finals, uh, let's see, let me click over to that one, uh, where they beat Greece 97-72. Blake started, um, only had eight points, uh, a rebound and assist, but he did play 26 minutes and uh, was a plus 23 while on the court. So um, super excited for him. That's so cool uh, for the country of Czech Republic to make it to the Olympics, I think their first time. Um, and also, we can just say we have a, a, a basketball Olympian, which has got to be – I can't imagine that's happened in 60 years. So, um, Lou, please take it away. Tell me what you're thinking. Uh, give us some insight. Yeah, we got to send props. So, we for people wondering, well, why are they referencing basketball Olympian? We do have um, uh, a current Olympian from Loyola, and that's uh, Thomas Jukasik. I don't know Jesky, how to pronounce Jesky. it. Jeski, perfect. Thank you for yep. saving me. Um, he won bronze back in whatever the last 2016. Um, so he's he's won a medal before, so that's great. So that's what we're saying. Um, I'd, I'd say Blake is the most recent at Olympian from Loyola um, that we know of. Again, please, we'd love to hear more. Um, but Blake had a great career with Loyola, so I'm really excited. And it's kind of crazy to see his path. He, again, like you said, he's 37. So for him to kind of get this chance – I think it's a really cool thing just to get another stage, get eyes on him. Uh, I'm not saying, oh, my God, he's about to make an NBA career out of it. No, no. I'm just thinking it, to be able to play this late into your life, even in the NBA, I don't even know if that's how many guys played on. So it's really cool, I think, and just really exciting. And I'll be actually looking to see because these numbers aren't uh, chump change or garbage time. He's putting up numbers against NBA talent. So that's always great to see as well. Yeah, um, just kind of looking at like some of the stats here. Um, he was second on the team. Blake Blake was an assist per game uh, over the. Let's see, I think they ended up playing five games or six games in this like bracket. Um, he, uh, oh boy, this is all the players now. Let's see. Um, he did have the highest scoring game in in his group play in the out of those six teams. Uh, with thirty one. Next highest is 27. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, like, super exciting. I'm trying to see if they, they say – I'm not entirely sure when. I think the Olympics start, like, isn't it, like, towards the end of July? But I don't know when the actual basketball portion takes place. Um, I'm going to have to, like, look it up. But it's not, it's not super soon. If anything, it's a couple weeks away. And uh, we will definitely be tweeting about it, following him, supporting him. Uh, you know, we're going to be huge uh, Czech Republic fans. You know, actually, funny fact, uh, I am uh, a small portion uh, Czech. Uh, I'm about like 10% Czech. So, you know, I'm I'm supporting one of my uh, motherlands, I guess. Uh, in the there you go. No, no, you're absolutely right. That small portion makes you a full-bledged citizen and a full-fledged fan of the Czech Republic uh, national <laughs> team that's going to go to the Olympics. That's- so. Yeah, no, I think it's absolutely cool, but uh, we'll be watching. And yeah, it's sometime again with COVID. I don't know when the Olympics officially start, but we'll post again. We'll probably I'll be following all the Czech Republic um, into social media to watch these uh, highlights and also updates. So we'll be posting and sharing. Yeah, definitely, that's for sure. Um, so yeah, I mean, it. This was just kind of like a catch-up episode. I know we haven't been uh, recording a lot. There just honestly hasn't been a lot recently. We've been doing some behind the scenes stuff. We've also just been enjoying the summer. 
and we've been trying to, I've been trying to lock down my, my season ticket, um, uh, my re-up for season tickets. So let this be a reminder to all of you um, to, if you are a season ticket holder or trying to be, remember to uh, put in for that. I know that's coming up. Um, actually, I did remember one last thing. So um, this was, I think, last week. Uh, I saw that um, one of the Loyola super fans was organizing this, um, I guess, group text, you could say. Um, and uh, it's Joe. Joe, I, I'm not going to try to pronounce his name because I'm going to get it wrong. Starts with a D. Um, he had posted that uh, Crutwig was actually organizing this. Um, he was he was going to sell some of his gear from Loyola. So I messaged Joe and I said I'd love to get on that. I kind of just wanted to be a part of it just to say I was a part of it and see what was going on. Um, Lou, I actually didn't get the chance to talk to you about this, so uh, this was super cool. But, yeah, it was, I think, like 25 people maybe were on this group text, and Cam was just, like, offering up some really cool gear from his time at Loyola. Um, the coolest item would definitely have to be uh, his game-worn shoes from – the uh, second round game against University of Illinois. Uh, they Ooh. were autographed. Yeah, they were autographed. They had um, the uh, score. And I don't really feel comfortable saying how much they went for because I don't think that's fair to anyone involved. But I will say that it, it fetched a, a hefty uh, dollar amount. Um, and then just some other things that you could imagine. Uh, there was some, like a warm up jersey, there were some shorts, there were some shirts that were signed. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else like super unique. Um, I caught like a polo. Um, I think some of his actual like March Madness gear. So um, just it was really cool to be a part of, um, and it was fun. And I'm glad Cam can now make money on his gear as he is now a professional basketball player. So good for him. And uh, I just thought that was kind of cool to add in there. Yeah, no, absolutely, and just segue really quick because we didn't talk yeah. about. It. I don't know why we didn't. Our players can make money now and not feel right that they say we'll kick him out. Um, so congrats to that. Um, long story short, we saw this coming. This should have been a thing. Um, I believe everyone should be able to go back. My biggest pet peeve is that these players this whole time could never go back to their hometowns during like winter breaks or anything and host a basketball clinic because God forbid they share their talent with kids they live with and make some money off it um that's a bad thing i guess so now guys can and girls and anyone can make money and i think we saw we shared jacob hudson got some sponsorship from the kind of sports media group barstool sports don't know what that entails so we're not gonna speculate what that entails i have no clue uh for reference uh if those of you know master p a famous musician his son got two million dollars from some tech company so it really varies um yeah, so it's going to really vary. And, and again, don't think it's, oh, it's only basketball. No, like I believe I saw these two sisters in Sta- our Stanford soccer team are like really big on YouTube, and they got like a massive uh, like $500,000 contract or something like that. So awesome. it's not a joke. Like if you have a good presence, if you – and I think like I would really love to see Lucas get something from a local thing in Chicago – um, so we'll see, but that's something to see. We we have, really haven't seen Loyola players splash into that yet, but that's something that's national news just passed this past week um, as we're recording. So something big, but uh, Buck excited, and I think we both agree that this is something that's great for the players and for the future. 
Yeah, um, I agree with you 100%. I'm really excited. I'm going to research it a little bit more, and then maybe we can talk about it even more in depth next time. But um, I'm I'm definitely glad for Huddy, and I'm sure other guys are working on it too, Um, and uh, I would imagine that we'll hear some more stuff in the the future, you know, nearby future. So, um, yeah, thanks for bringing that up. I can't believe I forgot about that. So that's, that's really exciting. They snuck it in the holiday. It's, it's, it's that's what it was, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think that's gonna do it here from Buck and Lou at Podcast sixty three. Um, again, it most likely won't be next week that we'll be recording, but hopefully in two weeks, and if not, definitely um, in three weeks. So uh, I hope you guys enjoyed our summer edition of the podcast, and never forget, always remember, go Blurs. <laughs>